Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 38 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. And yes, I am prepared this week. I do know what episode we are <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, apparently, Dan. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. We got a whole crap ton to not talk about. So, uh, <laughs> a yeah. whole lot of nothing. Yeah. But uh, my name is Tyler Erlinson, and I am joined here with my excellent co hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? So, Marcus might sound a little weird because. He joined the NHL's list, and he's in uh, COVID protocol right now. Yep. <laughs> so uh, he's in isolation in the crawl space. <laughs> Under the house. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, no, I am joining remotely from uh, Marcus Keller Studios. Uh, just a little hop, a skip, and a boat ride away from uh, Vancouver Boys Studios. So was it uh, was it the Calgary Flames who gave you COVID? Uh, yes, okay. I can confirm that, uh, it was in fact Milan Lucic who, oh. uh, <laughs> Damn. gave me COVID. Were you swapping spit with him or something? <laughs> yeah, what the hell were you doing with Milan Lucic? <laughs> no, we were just hanging out, having a couple beers. I think I grabbed his glass at one point by accident. You know, shit happens. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll be uh, out of there and you can join us in the studio ASAP. Yeah, yeah, hopefully uh, next week we'll be back. We'll see how it goes. Because I, I haven't tested positive, but I've taken a test and I have to wait for results. So uh, if everything goes as planned, it should be there next week. Sounds good. Well, we, we definitely miss you over here. But uh, Thanks. I don't miss you guys at all. This is <laughs> I, awesome. I kind of I kind of figured. <laughs> now, now you know what it feels like to be on the road, hey? And just like got your yeah, own space. I, you just... I, I've never done one of these remotely before. Yeah. This is cool. I Speaking of which, like what's, what's the weather like over there? <laughs> oh, 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 how the turntables! Uh, well, it's nighttime. I can't tell. It's dark out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's dark and it's cold. That's all I got. All right, all righty. Well, uh, let's throw it back to Marcus here for the oh uh, the fake sponsor of the week. I guess that's right. Even on the road, got to do those, eh? Just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the 2022 World Juniors. Oh, wait, never mind. They backed out halfway through. <laughs> okay. uh, that was, that was low hanging fruit but i had to use it yeah, yeah. that's clever though that, that is yeah clever. right <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like those old you, you know the well no i'll just tell it there's a knock knock joke that kind of goes a little similarly knock knock who's, who's there? there nobody nobody uh, who Wow. Great one. Wow. wow. <laughs> Real clever. Yeah, that's probably going to be the bulk of today's episode is talking about that. Yeah, yeah there we. There wasn't a whole lot else to talk about. The whole episode is just going to be knock knock jokes. So uh, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> and goodbye. See you next week. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, speaking of the World Juniors, uh, it's quite a shame to uh, to see that they've canceled. Not not only for the viewership of things, but uh, for lots of these kids, it's their only exposure, and or like this will be the biggest thing that they do with their hockey career. 
Like, not all these players are going to go off and play in the NHL. This this is the highest that they will ever be at. So it's uh, it's definitely disappointing to see that these kids have worked so hard, and this is just going to get canceled. Yeah, you're totally right. And another sad thing about it is, like, you always hear um, in the, during the draft, you'll hear them say, oh, yeah, you know, this guy was pegged to go at 15, but after a really good showcase at the World Juniors, he moved up the, 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 the ranks, right? So, yeah, there's so much that goes into this that these kids are missing out on. And But the biggest one, is you're right, is the experience for those guys that won't move on. It's really sad to think about. Yeah, it's uh, it almost reminds me kind of the first year of COVID when we really saw a lot of athletes at all different levels kind of lose what would be the last year that they played the sport, whether it was they were good in college or in high school or even just rec leagues, right? You saw a lot of people unfortunately have their final season or what should have been their final season just stripped away from them because seasons were canceled right it's uh it's a tough thing for any athlete to deal with but especially these high-end young hockey players who like you said aren't all going to the nhl this would have been the biggest tournament they ever played in yeah it's definitely definitely sad with that being said though in the few games that we did see i noticed a lot of uh a lot of skill from a team that that i did not think would do anything, and that's Slovakia. I was extremely yeah. impressed with the play of Slovakia. Mm-hmm. They were way better than Sweden in that game that they lost. They definitely outplayed the Americans. So uh, it was definitely sad to see that they didn't get a win out of either of those games, but uh, it's going to be frustrating for those those kids because they were building. They were probably going to beat the Russians. They were going to be a force to reckon with for freaking Finland or whoever they play in the... Uh, preliminary round yeah no i was impressed by them and i'm i'm sad that they're not going to be able to uh, showcase their talent this year yeah the slovakian team definitely was a lot better than i thought they were going to be but to say that they outplayed the americans i don't know if that's totally accurate you know like the americans were a really good team in that game and um the slovakians just happened to come back late in the game but yeah i mean like they definitely did a lot better than i think a lot of people thought they would And it brought me to this idea that I've had, and it might be a little controversial, but I kind of want to bring it up with you guys and see what your opinion is. Now, every year, uh, the Czech Republic or Czechia or whatever they're going by now, Slovakia, Slovenia, Belarus, Belarus, Austria, all these small European countries come in and they just get pounded. You know, like they they never really make it past the, the second or third round. And anytime they make it to the bronze, it's a big deal. So what do you guys think about this? Make the World Juniors tournament a little bit smaller and instate a Team Europe like they did in the World Cup. Combine those teams together and give them more of a chance because, like I said, they just they, there's never a shot for them. I, I would argue honestly no because as a Canadian, I will admit, we don't dominate globally at a lot of things, right? We have things that we're really good at, but with a lot of sports, there, there's just no point, right? What I would argue is what if, say, in the Summer Olympics, they offered that in basketball, they would help water down Team USA and strengthen Canada by just merging them, making two teams that had to be equal parts of both. Would you, would you want to do that, even though you're a Canadian and you'd obviously be on the weaker side of that argument? Would you want to join forces with the states to make some weird hybrid team? In the Olympics? Probably not. In, in any tournament. Right. Like I would feel like I would rather fail as an independent country than have success off of the back of someone else. That takes away from the international aspect of it, I feel like. See, I I have to agree with you, uh, obviously, for a lot of the same reasons, but also. 
for the experience of these young players. If if they merged all these teams, a lot of these kids are never going to get this experience because the bottom players on Team Austria or any player on Team Austria is not going to make this Team Europe or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. And then with making it smaller, it's a lot of players that aren't going to get the exposure. And at the end of the day, all these countries are trying to get their top-end little bits of talent out there so that they can showcase them and, mm-hmm. and give everyone, like, a decent chance. So, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, and, and that's great for, like, a World Cup of Hockey kind of deal where it's just, like, a here here and there thing. But for uh, for the yearly yearly aspect of things, I think I think you have to keep it the way it is. Okay, well, let me throw this at you then. So you mentioned how, like, if the um, if they merged these teams together and they created one big team, it would eliminate the opportunity for a lot of these weaker players to get that experience, right? Well, what I do is I think about players who come from countries that don't even make the World Juniors. Think about a player like Liam Kirk, a guy who got drafted in the NHL, but because he's from the United Kingdom, you know, of course he's never going to get to play in the World Juniors. But if they have a team in Europe, he can try out for that team and maybe actually make it. So I think it kind of goes both ways there. He just gotta go get citizenship somewhere else. That's on him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's true, because having any NHL player come out of really any country that isn't already in the world juniors is so rare. Like that that's not something that you I wouldn't I don't know. That's tough. I, I would have to agree with Tyler pretty unironically and say, yeah, if you if you want a legitimate chance in the NHL, you probably should change your citizenship anyway because that's where you're going to be doing most of your training is not at home. Yeah, but then that takes away your identity, your, your nationhood, right? So like your whole... Yeah, well then go go play soccer or cricket <laughs> if you want to have... <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. What do you want me to say? Well, you were if saying If you want that... to play a sport that no one in your country plays and then complain that that country doesn't make it in the world juniors... You're the only guy playing. <laughs> like, what, what are they expecting? Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they combine these teams, then those top end players would get the chance to shine. Yeah, and also, Kirk like, what kind of try out for any other team, any team he wants? <laughs> well, what what kind of experience is it really for the fourth line right winger on Team Austria? Like, he just loses eleven two to Canada, and he probably gets hardly any playing time. Like, what kind hey. of experience really is that? No, I think they played him a bunch. I think they played <laughs> okay, everybody. Yeah, he probably in that got game. more more ice time than the first liner. Uh, honestly, I I think if you'd interview these guys, they would rather get slaughtered as a country than maybe stand a bit of a better chance merging with other countries. I would almost guarantee you that just about every player would agree with that. I, would, I know I would. Yeah, I would I agree with it too. I, I would rather get stomped playing for Slovenia than having to merge with like team Europe or something and, and get no ice time. I'd rather yeah. get no ice time on my Slovenia team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, they're I, all from my country. Okay. Well, can I at least get you guys to admit, you know, selfishly from a viewing perspective, you'd rather see that happen just like pure viewership. No, I, I enjoy watching every <laughs> game. I, I watched every world juniors game up until the time. It got canceled? Up until the time it got canceled. Wow. Every single one if of them. N- Yeah, if nothing else, I would maybe have the divisions just split up differently. So maybe you just have a weaker division that plays 
almost for like a participation trophy. And then you actually have like the five or six superpower teams that will play for the actual medals. Okay. But they do have, they already have like a, like a division A and a division B. And then that's where yeah, they yeah, have like but, the relegation. But yeah. But that's just it. The relegation just almost needs to be done differently. You almost need like, you almost need a relegation in a sense. I'm trying to think how to word this, but let's say, let's say, you could relegate an NHL team right now. Who would it be? The Buffalo Sabres. Nashville Predators. No, it would not be. <laughs> okay, maybe Nashville. But the, the obvious answer there would probably right now be the Arizona Coyotes. No, right? No. No? No. <laughs> no. You see the numbers they just put up last game? Dude, They're they scored seven team. goals last game. High offense. And speaking of which... What a goof! Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my section of the show where I bring up a story or whatever that involves a player, coach, team, organization, or whatever, and we bring it up and we talk about it. And that's right, this week, it is the Arizona Coyotes for letting in seven goals, managing to make it to overtime, and then losing in a shootout 8-7. This team just continues to impress. The storylines are just out of this world, and here comes another one. 8-7 loss in the first game back from the COVID postponement of the games. And yeah, they lose 8-7 in overtime to San Jose Sharks. Well, at least they figured out how to score. Yeah, apparently, hey? But Wedgwood <laughs> didn't quite figure out how to save a puck. <laughs> a 7.41 save percentage and let in oh, 7 man. goals on 27 shots. How did he not get yanked? And he didn't stop a single shot in the shootout either. <laughs> Man, those are some Roberto Luongo numbers right there. What? 741 <laughs> oh, yeah. no. save percentage. No, 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 I meant with the shootout. Oh, that okay. He just could not <laughs> stop a puck in the shootout if his life depended on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he didn't quite figure that one out. No, they, they actually had serious conversations about after he'd played a full game, just putting Schneider in net. They had real conversations about if, if they were going <laughs> to do that. Yeah, I remember those. It was like, as soon as the shootout hit, you swap goalies. Because his numbers were that bad, yeah. I would. Yeah. Better chance of winning. Yeah, but then you're pulling a cold goalie off the bench too, right? That's right. I think your odds are still better. He's he's a ginger. He's cold no matter what. That being said, if you guys oh, are the boy. coach of the Arizona Coyotes and your goalie just let in seven goals in regulation and you still haven't yanked him, why are you leaving him in for this shootout? Well, well, because of exactly that. If he can sit in there for seven, he can surely sit in for three more. <laughs> You're trying to lose? Team Tank. Shane Wright well, looks that's pretty just good. What, what do they have to win for, right? Look at the prospects that are coming up in the first overalls in the next couple drafts. You've got Wright. You've got Bedard. Why wouldn't you want them on your team? Of course you'd want to tank right now. Yeah, I guess. Uh, if I was the Canucks, I'd be tanking too, but... Maybe not this year, but next year. <laughs> I want hey, Connor I, Bedard. <laughs> look, I'd love to have Connor Bedard, but this team is not in a position to start tanking. They were a month ago. Dude, imagine imagine if you added Connor Bedard to this lineup. They might actually make the playoffs. They'd be lethal. Yeah, yeah they're going to be fine. You, you draft know? a defenseman this year. You tank and draft a D-man, and then you tank and draft Bedard? No brainer. I feel like... We've talked, we're talking about the world juniors again. And since we're on that topic, can we talk about Bedard's performance real quick? 16 year old, we did the math, by the way. 16 <laughs> yeah. years old. Big stats guy. On yeah. Team Canada, yeah. which is Team Canada is a hard enough roster to make when, when you're at the age limit. Never mind when you're four years before the age limit. And guy gets a hat trick. 
He scored four. That's right. Against it, Austria, guys. It, it Come doesn't on. matter. Okay. The, it doesn't the, matter. The most goals ever scored by a Canadian in one game in the World Juniors is four. And this kid was 16 when he did it. I want to see what the most goals scored by a Canadian in the World Juniors against a good team is, though. It, I don't care it, it's, how it's many goals high. they score against Team Austria or Denmark or Belarus or Norway. I don't care because those games are scrimmages. I want to know how many goals they score against Finland, Sweden, USA, Russia. He's those are the teams you care about. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. So you think they're scrimmages. That's fine. I'm not even going to argue with that. You're right. But... How many scrimmages does Canada have every year in the World Juniors? Four? No. Five? No. Maybe like four? Two. But like, are you? Do you mean like how many pre-tournament games do they have, or how no, many? No, games I mean do like they have? how many games per year do they have that are just gimmies? Do they have maybe three? You want to say no? Three max, I would maybe not. Two. Yeah, I would say two, and then maybe their first round matchup. Should they finish okay. first in their in their group? Okay, so we'll say that. So, what is two? Times, never mind, I'll answer this because I'm the math guy. Um, <laughs> the stats guy, if you're going to have a new name, get it right. <laughs> okay, so 2 times 30 is about 60. It's exactly take, right? 60. <laughs> That's, about, why like that. stats guy. That's why I'm the stats guy. All right, good math. Because, so in 60 games, let's, let's say... Uh, no 60 gimme games, no Canadian 16-year-old has gotten a hat-trick except for two players. That's Connor Bedard and Wayne Gretzky. Hey, that's impressive. Great. That's impressive no matter what. He's a 16-year-old yeah. kid, and he scored four goals in a game. I don't care if it was against Austria. I don't care who it was against. I just feel he's, like there's a, he's 16. I just feel like there's a lot of really weird, unique stats that you can be like, there's only two this people that have done unique. this. This, this is a weird. hat trick in the same tournament they do every year. This isn't weird. Con- Connor McDavid <laughs> didn't do this against Austria or yeah, Norway or yeah, Kazakhstan or whoever the hell he played against. <laughs> yeah, but he probably also didn't get as much ice time. Well, maybe he yeah, should have been better. Point. This kid has earned the ice time. Like, yeah. what? What do you want him to do? He had he played exactly two games that counted for anything, and he got a hat trick in one of them, and added another goal in that same game just to rub some salt in the wound. Yeah, well, yeah, in the eleven-two game. All I'm saying is that, like, and I don't think I'm alone on this. It's not as impressive as you guys seem to make it out to be. I'm not saying that he's not a good player and he's not going to be an all-star in the NHL because I think he will be. But it's just, I don't know. It, I don't think it's that impressive. As a, 16 years old. I don't old. care how old he is. Okay, He's a if child. You are at, if you are 16 years old and you are in a stat line that includes yourself and Wayne Gretzky, you've probably done something pretty impressive. Mason, that, that's the bottom line. Mason McTavish is an NHL-ready player, and he didn't get four goals against Austria. But Connor Bedard, who's 16, did. Why, why am I the only one that hears against Austria? Like, I don't care. Yeah, They're well, a bad team. But they you, scored 11 goals against Austria. Like, see, the problem actually, is, is no, no, sorry. you can't team Canada, have it. Team Canada only scored seven goals against Austria. Connor Bedard scored the other four. Okay, last time I checked, he's on Team Canada. You, you can't have an argument with Jake. Just like he said, McDavid's goal where he went one on four wasn't nice. That's not what I said. I said it wasn't one on four. <laughs> 
He got the puck in the middle of the ice and beat the defenseman. It was like a one-on-one with he like said, he said some it was pressure from the goal, side. But, you know, it wasn't as spectacular as everyone's. It was exactly. still pretty, That's what I'm saying. Still you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because this is all I'm saying. It's not as spectacular as people are making it out to be. That's my whole point. Okay. I still think he's uh, and a great I'm, player. I'm just arguing you're wrong. I'm just arguing you're wrong. Right. That's it. It's really too bad we don't get the rest of the tournament because, like, who knows? Maybe he would explode and get another hat trick or something. Oh, he but. was going to score seven against the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me there's no way that would happen. Yeah. You see how bad the Americans looked? But uh, another player who uh, impressed me, another 16-year-old, was uh, Mitchkov. Oh, my God. He looks so good. He's got an NHL-ready shot. Yeah, that guy's insane. Yeah. But he also has a six year contract in Russia. Yeah, that's rough. How's that gonna affect how's that gonna affect him in the draft? So he'll be what, twenty two by the time the contract's up? Stats guy, you wanna you wanna verify that for me? Yeah. Uh yeah, sixteen plus six would be twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Um <laughs> and the way I look at it is uh Kirill Kaprizov, he came over when he was twenty was he twenty four when he came over? Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean, like, if you're willing to wait, you know, the four years for Kirill Kaprasov, because that's the comparable, in my opinion, um, I think you draft him as high as you can. Well, like he looks he looks like the real deal. That's the same thing with you got uh, Artemi Panarin, who did the same kind of thing. Yeah. Kirill Kaprasov. Now you got Mitchkov. Yeah. But, like, who's to say this kid wants to come to North America? Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I haven't heard one interview where he's like, yeah, I want to be in the NHL. So I haven't heard that, one interview, period. I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> well, I tell you, he probably doesn't speak a lot of English. Uh, but um, that is why uh, the Canucks ended up getting Pod Colson at 10th overall. He should have gone way higher than that. But teams get worried with Russian players that not only do they already have contracts in Russia that delays when they can come to North America, but who knows if they want to come here at all, right? They only make a little bit less money over in the KHL. They don't have to learn a new language. And honestly, the hockey isn't as competitive. So they have a chance to be a much more household name over there than they do here. Uh, there's a lot of upside to them if they choose to stay there. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it would not be the first time a Russian had slipped in the draft simply because teams are afraid that they'll never get him anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, I want your guys' opinion. Uh, did you guys watch a lot of the World Juniors or any at all? I uh, caught a couple games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I was one of those people who watched like a little bit of different games, but I didn't actually watch any more than I think the Canada Czech game from beginning to end. Okay, was there was there any names in the tournament or any players that stood out to you? <laughs> I can think of one notable name. Oh yeah, what's that? Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> you do know his, his middle name is not actually Ivan. Oh, it wasn't? No. So everyone kept saying that, but then an interviewer asked his uh, billet family, and they're like, no, his middle name is not Ivan. Okay. I need to be filled so, in here. What? <laughs> so TSN put up a card on the bottom that showed his like player profile, and his name showed up as Ivan, 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 as three separate names, mm -hmm. like first, middle, and last. Yeah. And uh, I guess the TSN guy made an error because Ivan, while it is his first and last name, <laughs> it is not his middle name. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. No, they actually, uh, everyone was saying, oh, no, that is his middle name. That is his middle name. But yeah. his, his billet parents, who he's staying with, came out and said that's not his middle name. What team was he on? He is from Czechia. Czechia. 
It seems Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. <laughs> Ivan no, Ivan. it isn't. We thought it was, but it isn't. <laughs> right. It's Ivan something Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's just, let's just go with Ivan, 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 because it sounds great. <laughs> just like that, uh, there was an episode of uh, Family Feud where, where the guy's name was Abu, and his middle name was Abu, and his last name was Abu. <laughs> and then his dad was in the crowd, and they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Abu. <laughs> oh. So it was literally just a bunch of Abus. It was, uh, okay. it was pretty funny. <laughs> Okay. Now, here's the one thing where I feel bad about for him is a, a lot of people walked out of the World Juniors either knowing his name or thinking they knew his name. Does anyone have any idea how this guy played? Uh, that'd be a no from me. Yeah, I don't either. So <laughs> I think everyone knows his name, but probably not for the reasons he was hoping. Um, You asked if there was any player that really kind of stuck out to me. And one of them was the goaltender for the Swedes, Jesper Volstead. Oh, God. Yeah. He, uh, he played really well um, in their two games. They won 6-3 over Russia, and then they won 3-0 over Slovakia, which you mentioned Slovakia was looked better than you thought they would, and I agree with you. Way better than Sweden in that game. Yeah. Like, and way better, and the shots will show you. Exactly, and he shut them out. Yeah. Um, I think that Minnesota absolutely stole him in the early 20s of, the, of last year's draft. I couldn't believe he slipped as far as he did, but he did. And uh, yeah, Jesper Volstead, he showed me why he's going to be a starter in this league sooner rather than later. Also, remind me a lot of Uka Pekalukanen. Uka <sighs> Yeah, just like watching them play. His like play style, size, everything reminded me of him. Okay. Well, I mean, I saw some of him play too, and he was amazing. Was he not slotted to go pretty close to top 10 for a while there? He was slotted to go 10th overall in last right. year's draft, and he was slotted to go before Michael Kosa, I think that's his name, and he ended up going like seven spots later. Jeez. Yeah, nobody really knows why, but uh, yeah, he ended up going a lot farther down than I think he was supposed to. Well, after watching him in that, I, I would have taken him in the top five. God damn it. Wow. Alrighty, well, now we're going to change direction here a little bit and uh, bring things into the Canucks news, which we usually have at the beginning of the show. But because the World Juniors was such a topic over the break here and uh, and there wasn't really any hockey going on, there wasn't a whole lot for us to talk about. So uh, Damn right about that. <laughs> yeah, we're going slide to it, slide it in here now. And uh, Excuse me? We're going to what? <laughs> we're not doing that. What you said. Damn it, I was hoping that I could slip That's that That's not in. how we transition <laughs> things. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tyler, we're saying no. Tyler, we're saying no. <laughs> All right, Tyler. What happened in the world of Canucks news this week? We have Vancouver hockey to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. The Canucks have won seven straight. Seven straight. Jeez, you cannot wipe the smile off this guy's face. Oh, my God. I am just beside myself, guys. Bruce Boudreaux is an unstoppable force of nature. <laughs> you said that like three And I will keep saying it until he loses a hockey game. Are you kidding me? Bruce, there it is. <laughs> He's been here for almost four weeks and has not lost a game. Okay, come on, man. You can, two yes, of those. I can. I can say whatever I want because it's true. It's true. All right. I mean, hey, our stats guy is speaking facts over here. He is. That's that's that the reason right. why he's our stats guy. Dude. And Bruce Boudreaux, if I'm correct, is now the first coach in NHL history to go 7-0 and with a new team. Who? Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, that's weird. I thought you said Jack Adams there for a second. Why would I say that? 
Because that's the award he's going to win, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, I, I'm so pumped. And honestly, that last game against Anaheim, like, I had my worries. Like, the first part of the game, they looked a bit sloppy. And even when they pulled it together, it looked like Gibson just had their number the whole game. Yeah. We well, had so many opportunities and just couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, well, even like that, that opportunity right at the end of the game where Gibson was scrambling. And I can't remember who it was. Someone threw the puck out to Petey in the slot. No pressure. Ripped it at the net. And somehow Gibson got a got an arm or something out to make the save. I was like, how did he even see that? Yeah. He's yeah. Just, yeah. Gibson always has Vancouver's number. Well, except for this except time. Except for tonight. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he was, what, 12-3-1 coming into this game? 12-2-1. 12-2-1 career coming into this game. <laughs> now he's 12-3-1. Well, 12 <laughs> 12 2 and 2, actually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, right. Uh, right. With, with a ridiculous save percentage. And, and like, he, he's an unreal goalie against Vancouver. He's an unreal goalie in general, mm-hmm. but he has Vancouver's number. And JT Miller absolutely sniped one in overtime to win that Let, game. Let's not get too far ahead of the play, given the fact that it was a three on one that I know. <laughs> where the play got broken up and Miller was able to punch the puck out of the zone and then catch but, up to it. But that's what overtime is. That's yeah. what overtime is. You can't take that away from him. Like, but, it's it's a goal. But why did Gibson not come out and play that puck? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it seemed like he had trouble kind of making the decision on what he was going to do. And by the time he decided, it was just too late to do anything. Yeah, JT Miller had already <laughs> figured out what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he, celebrating yeah. <laughs> when he figured that he out. The puck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. What a what a game. The the one thing I like about the Canucks under Bruce Boudreaux is they are shooting the puck. Every game that they've been winning here, they're almost around 40 shots. Yeah. They're they're throwing everything at the net. The offense is playing super offensively. They're forechecking everything. The defense are playing offense. <laughs> Nobody's playing any defense except for that to Demko. And somehow they've just won a game yeah. 2-1. Demko is yeah. Demko's being a brick wall back there. Yeah. The rest of the team is playing offense. Yeah, well, they figured that I'm out. I'm glad right? you think he's a brick wall because he's definitely not an all-star option if you were thinking about that. <laughs> definitely well, can't vote him into the all-star game or anything. That's right. Edmonton's that's- backup. Actually, Miko Koskinen isn't even on the team right now. Yeah. Like, who's the backup then? I, I think they I think they left Stewart in the lineup and <laughs> Jesus. But uh yeah. worst comes to worst, he's a backup for the Oilers. Yeah. And he's an option. Yeah, th- this team is just insane. And I think what Bruce Boudreaux did is he basically said exactly what you're saying, right? Is that Demko's good enough to 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 keep them in games. They just gotta fill the the other net full of goals, and that's how they're gonna win. And it's working for him. Seven and oh, I mean, that says all it needs to say. And they beat a good team here. Anaheim's a good team. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love that quote, too, from uh, Brock Besser when Bruce Boudreaux first came here and they did their first practice together. And Boudreaux said, like, he coached Minnesota the year that we knocked them out of the playoffs. And Boudreaux went to Besser and said, dude, you scored on us all the time. You were shooting all the time. You better shoot that hard when you're playing for me. Mm. And magically, the guy started scoring. Yeah. Well, it's right? funny. This... Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, I was just going to say, it's funny that... Um... Besser and Miller were having a conversation on the bench uh, one day, and uh, Miller was mic'd up, so we were able to hear what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And Miller was like, "Oh yeah, you know, maybe maybe look at that uh, that backdoor pass or whatever." And and Besser was like, "No, nah, I'm shooting the puck every time I get it." Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so as uh, he should. And as then he's should. like, "It's he's working." Like, you know what? Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see Besser shooting. It's nice to see everyone shooting, and. 
And the team is rolling. And and Miller's yeah. carrying us with Demko. <laughs> well, speaking of Brock Besser, he's actually on the COVID protocol list. Yeah. Um, was he out for drinks with you and Lucic? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we were all hanging out together. You know, the three amigos. That's us. <laughs> yeah. so, Marcus, Milan Lucic, and Brock Besser wow, what at a the crew. Roxy. What a wicked line. I know. Uh, three musketeers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, sure. uh, anyway... Um, so he'll be out for the next few games, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, hopefully he'll be back and healthy from what we've heard. He's asymptomatic. So hopefully it'll be a quick return. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, mi- minimum five days or until he tests negative or again, just continues to have no symptoms. So, um, one other thing I wanted to bring up about the Canucks that just, I, I feel like not enough people are talking about, but it's gotten me really excited is, uh, some pictures were taken in a practice a little while ago. And uh, these pictures captured Demko wearing some weird goalie gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the gear was black, yellow, and red. And his mask seemed to be a direct tribute to Canucks legend Kirk McLean's mask. And this has got a lot of fans really excited because that means the black skate jerseys are coming back in some capacity. And I am hyped because as far as I'm concerned, these are a top three jersey in NHL history. And we just have them sitting in the team store doing nothing, yeah. <laughs> but they're not on the ice. And I couldn't tell you why, but it sounds like they're coming back and I'm pumped about that. Yeah. Well, Demko's gear looked pretty sick. Mm. So, uh, and that, and that bucket was, was unreal. So uh, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. I love turning on the games and seeing the Vancouver, you know, little tag they have, but it's in all black. Yeah. And they're like, what? And you watch the team and you see it. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. No, they're nice looking jerseys. Yeah. I'm excited to bring those back. If it were up to me, I would have the our current logo, like our main logo, the Orca, would be our third jersey. Our home and away would be the skate jersey. Because those white 94 jerseys, those are nice. And I would love to see those back on the ice. But we all know the only way that can happen now is if those are an away jersey because the whites are now aways. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's sign a petition. Yeah, we'll start a petition. Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver, oh, boys, I'm down. Vancouver boys are starting this. Let's go. Yeah, check our social media. We'll put something up there. Exactly. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, the future here holds for the Canucks and mm-hmm. uh, seeing how long this win streak can go on for. So uh, with that being said, we're going to take a dive into break here, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Right after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the 2022 World Juniors. Oh, wait, never mind. They backed out halfway through. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody, from break. Um, a lot of interesting stuff to dive into, but since we just had our, uh, Christmas break here, I want to ask you guys, uh, how was your guys' Christmas? Yeah. I mean, you know, COVID sucks. And so I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted to over the Christmas break, but, uh, you know, she had a quiet Christmas overall. You get anything fun? Uh, did I get anything fun? Oh yeah. You guys got me an Apple watch, which is kind of crazy, <laughs> but so I appreciate that. 
but nothing really hockey related. Oh, I guess my parents got me a uh, a Preds dry fit from the team store, which I thought uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, Tri City Predators. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, we posted that on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the Tri City Predators as Marcus edited it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's you should, pretty cool. You should be more supportive of your sister's hockey team, I personally think. Yeah, come on, okay. man. <laughs> Tri-City Predators. Yeah, I'm never going to watch any of the games now, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I also got some Canucks shorts, which I thought was yeah, kind of You funny. know what? <laughs> I noticed you were wearing those, and it took everything in me to not say, hey, nice shorts there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> shorts there, bud. Hey, like, shorts, bud. Buddy. Who I want to know just just because it's just such a gag with you that you don't like the Canucks. So who got those for you? <laughs> well, I'm going with your mom for sure. Well, said that I don't like the Canucks, and yeah, it was my mom. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a big Canucks fan. So they don't like the Canucks. They're just not my favorite team, but they're in like the top okay. five. All right, Marcus, what about you? Did you get anything good? Oh, a couple things. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah, I got a. Uh, well, I'm trying to think where to start. I guess the thing that'll be exciting to most of our listeners would be I got that uh, vintage Mighty Ducks jersey from the 90s. That looks absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. I love trying that on. That was fun. That looks beautiful in the studio, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that was maybe more specifically exciting to me uh, would be the signed Trevor Linden jersey. <laughs> and a lot of you are saying, well, that's exciting. But... Um, it's a signed Trevor Linden Montreal Canadiens jersey <laughs> from the probably what I'm going to assume is like a four month stint that he had there. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was uh, I, I'm somewhat convinced I have the only one in existence. So that's kind of neat. And it's autographed. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I mentioned that at the top that it's yeah, signed, yeah. and yeah. that's uh, that's what I mean when I say I think it's the only one there is. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right about that. But yeah. yeah, no. So that was a wicked gift. I appreciated that quite a bit from you guys. And then uh, the rest, I got I got a few pretty nice things, but nothing really uh, hockey related, I don't think. So I'll, I'll cap it there. I feel like you're missing a hockey jersey of some sort. Am I missing a hockey jersey? I think maybe, you are. Uh, maybe a defense one that you made a TikTok oh. of. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So that those were what I got from you boys, and those were awesome. But uh, another one that uh, my sister and her boyfriend uh, went in on for me was a Quinn Hughes All Star jersey. So that was uh, that was pretty sick. I uh, I haven't even gotten to show that to you guys yet because like right after I got it, I went into COVID monitoring. Uh, but. I can't wait to show it to especially Tyler because all over it, there's little like St. Louis patches and little almost Easter eggs in and around the jersey because that's where the All-Star game was that year. Oh, yeah. So it's really cool. Even on, just on the inside of the collar, there's some cool stuff, but oh. I won't. Um, yeah. I, anyway, I'll show it to you guys in person. I, I, I think you'll both be pretty impressed. But um, T- Tyler, anything you got over there? Yeah, yeah. I got a few things. My, uh, all right who'd you get my mom picked me up uh some uh some sports memorabilia <laughs> somebody by the name of jake told my mom that i'm a i'm a big florida panthers fan <laughs> so i got a i got a brand new florida panthers hoodie <laughs> and a Flor- i mean i mean and you are you i, I, are do, like I do like them i do like them i do like them i'm not gonna say they're my favorite but I, I do like them and i got a hat as well 
So now I can be fully kitted out in my Florida <laughs> yeah. Panthers gear with my Bobrovsky jersey. Dude, I love that you got Florida stuff. Because oh, you dude. do love that team. I, you yeah, always I, talk about that. I am on the Florida train, and I'm <laughs> yeah. now on the bandwagon thanks to my mother. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks, Let's Mom. Go. <laughs> Another thing that, uh, that you guys got me that the listeners might not know is uh, the retro St. Louis Blues jersey, which I absolutely love. And, yeah. I've, and I figured out who I'm putting on the back. Oh? Hall. Who's that? Who you put on the back? We're, we're, we got to go Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Hmm. We got to. Yeah. The 90s era blues. Yep. It's, it just has nah, that's to. That's a good one. It has to be that way. And another gift that I got uh, that my, my younger sister picked out and, and ordered for us is a neon Vancouver Boys sign. So uh, that's going to be hanging up in the studio. So if you guys come check out the TikToks. And, uh, yeah. Or the streams. Or, we'll, or the streams. Yeah, yeah we'll, will, we'll start those up again in the new year at some point. Yeah, you will definitely... Definitely see that, and that was a, a pretty cool gift. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, we had a pretty wicked Christmas um, in terms of like all the cool hockey-related stuff we got, and um, we also got a lot of messages from you guys and, and telling us what you guys got for Christmas. And we love looking through those and seeing what you guys got. And we posted a few on our Instagram story. So if anyone out there listening wants to send us some of the stuff they got for their Christmas, we'd love to share that with with the rest of the listeners. But yeah, absolutely. Well, since we talked about jerseys so much, there. I'm uh, I'm gonna keep it on the the Jersey train, right? And we're gonna talk about the Japanese hockey jerseys. The what? Japan's hockey jerseys. Oh, t- oh, Team Japan. Team Japan. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna talk about their hockey jerseys. Okay, sure. And man, do they look sick compared to Canada's terrible looking jerseys. Really? Eh? Yeah. The it uh, is a sad day when the Japanese have better hockey jerseys than the Canadians. Yep. <laughs> These things, these things are pretty fire. I would actually buy one. Okay, well, what do they look like? It, it's tough to explain, like, verbally. It, it pretty much, it's actually quite generic in the way that it's cut, but it has the word Japan just written in a thick red bar over the white or black jersey, depending on the which yeah, uh, what their version is. And uh, it just has a bunch of, like, descendingly smaller lines going parallel underneath it to almost make it seem like it's moving or fading in and out okay and it's uh it's really cool i gotta say i i really i like them it's a lot better than what i thought they would have come up with hmm. so uh who, who's your favorite player on team japan there marcus well josh hosang plays for china right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think yeah. jake for jake for might play for team china too i don't know yet. <laughs> no i think he might play for team canada now unfortunately <laughs> but i just think it's crazy um, that like Team Japan made the Olympics? Is that true? I didn't even know that. Um, I think Well you don't make the Olympics, yeah. you exist. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to you have to qualify, don't you? Like Team China isn't in it every year. Well that's true. No, but that's true. You do qual- have to qualify. Yeah, but qualifying for hockey is it's like the world juniors. It's if you have fifteen to twenty guys who grew up playing avidly, you probably can get into <laughs> the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because there's, what, 15 teams in the round robin? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess as long as you're within the top 15 charted or ranked teams, then you're going to make it in. I kind of want to see Japan and China play each other. I feel like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be a close game. It would be be (laughs) one of the better matchups of the tournament. I think Japan would steamroll China. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. You're probably right. <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of input on the Japanese team. Yeah. Unless Jake Vertanen decides he's gonna play yeah. for China. And and, and Josh Hosang. Right. 
We can't forget right. about him. <laughs> and uh, who knows? Right, there's a matchup. Yeah. Well, sticking with the uh, the Olympics here, and um, there's been a lot of NHL players who've come out and, and voiced their opinions on uh, on the NHL players not being allowed to go to the Olympics. And a notable one for me that I think everyone has seen is the interview with Brad Marchand. He went off. <laughs> yeah, damn right he did. Holy cow! Like, and he he's got a point. NHL players should should have their their own say whether whether they go or not. I mean, at the end of the day, I do I do get it. It's a business. NHL GMs and whatnot have to protect their assets because if they go over there and have to quarantine, they're done for five weeks. That can really affect their team season. If you have, say, Crosby, Malkin, and half your team over there, they all somehow get COVID, you come back, it, you're, you're a team in the hunt for the playoffs, and now you're just out. But that's exactly why I think it should be the player's choice, because it's not like they don't have anything to lose here, right? It's not like the NHL is one side and the players are the other. The The players, that's what they're asking for is the choice, to decide between representing their country or representing the city that they play in, right? Yeah. Because no. you got to think, for someone like Sidney Crosby, who is th- like the leader on that team, he has to decide what's more important, right? Leading this team that I've been with for years or going to represent my country at the Olympics and, and leading that group? What is more important to me? And I think that's what the players are upset about is they didn't get the option to make the choice. The choice was made for them. Well, one player that kind of stood out for me was... Uh... I just watched that interview with Steven Stamkos and he kind of reiterated like this was my only chance. He's like, I'm not in, in four years. I'm probably not going to be good enough to play on that team. Uh, I was injury ridden the last time. It's like, this was, this was my only chance to go. Yeah. Cause he and, was drafted in like 2008. So he wasn't yeah. going to be on the 2010 team. He so, was injured in 2014 and they haven't been back since. Yeah. So he's just like, it's, it's really disappointing obviously because I want to play for my country and, it was my dream to win a Stanley Cup, which I did. It was also my dream to go play for my country and win a gold medal, which I, I can't get the option to go. So I, I kind of feel for the guy. He's had he's had a tough a tough stretch in his NHL career where he was just injury after injury. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely feel for the guy because he's having a great season this year. And I even think about the cup that he won. He wasn't really much of an impact player on the road to the cup. He played one period the whole time. So yeah. I bet he probably feels like he got carried to a cup. Well, he has two cups. <laughs> right, yeah. And the yeah. second one, he was a lot more involved in. But the, but the first one, for sure, he probably felt like he got carried to the cup. And, no, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, I, and I just want to bring it back to the whole Marshan thing, because that's kind of where we started. And the actual comments that he made, because he was a pretty scathing towards the NHL. You know, he talked mm-hmm. about how the CBA can be changed to add a taxi squad so that the NHL doesn't lose out on any revenue. Um, but they can't change it to give those players that choice, which you talked about earlier. But I thought that was really interesting. And what's even more interesting is that he even touched on the whole part where the players have to pay back the owners in escrow until they make their money back from what they lost during COVID. And it's like, yeah, that you know, they really make out kind of shitty in this whole situation. And honestly, I think come the next CBA negotiations, we might end up in another lockout because of this. Well, that's been rumored for quite a while, Just not even just because of the Olympics, but because of the COVID outbreak at all, that you know teams and players are going to want higher uh, salary caps and the NHL is not going to want to give it, and they will hide behind uh, COVID as an excuse for why they can't give it. 
Um, uh, I can totally see a lockout. And this, I don't think, is the reason, but I think it adds to a pile of reasons that are already there that are just, um, they're just controversial for both sides. Yeah, I mean, the last thing we need is a lockout after a couple COVID seasons. Yeah, no and, then, and then a lockout with no hockey, I think I would go nuts. Yeah. Like, I, I would, yeah, I, I would go nuts, so... Hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, I hope for the best, but it's like if it, you know, it's hard though to really go against the players and just say no, you know, because like yeah, they do get, you know, shockingly mistreated in a lot of these negotiations. You know, they're the product, and unfortunately, they don't get paid as they should, despite them making millions. <laughs> well, I mean, it would yeah. be, it would be different if they're they were like the NFL, where their top players are making forty million dollars a year. Okay, yeah, they can pay a little bit back. Yeah. But they're they're not making that kind of money. Like you have superstar players on some teams making seven million dollars a year, which mm-hmm. is a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, when you're paying stuff back, your taxes are really high. There's a whole lot of things that play into it. They kind of get sh- shafted a little bit for for what they have to do. Yeah, I fully agree. And I, I gotta say though, and th- this might be a bit of a weird take, but before I say anything, I just want to say that I do agree with Brad Marchand. I do think that what he said is true, that the NHL could make this work, they just don't want to because ultimately it wouldn't make them any money, it's not in their best interest financially. But, have you guys found it a bit surprising that Marchand didn't get fined for what he said at all? Because I feel like I've seen coaches and players get fined for a lot less. I feel That's like like, mm, yeah. I, I feel like if they find Marchand, there's going to be a lot of people that, that are going to stand up and say something. That would be a really bad PR for the NHL <laughs> to be like, hey, you can't talk about us like that. Yeah, I, it I would, like, but, but they've, they've done that so many times in the past. But they've just, always it, hidden it, that behind, oh, no, they're, we're defending the refs because a lot of time they talk about officiating or whatever. Yeah, right? that's, true. So, that's they, true. so they hide it as the guys of like, oh, yeah, no, it's the refing. You can't talk about the refs like that. You know, but now when it's just straight up the league, it looks pretty bad on them if they fine him for <laughs> talking about them. Plus, yeah, I, I guess. I guess you're right. Plus, you would have somebody like Sidney Crosby who would probably step up and say something if the league fined Marchand because, you know, they're buddies. Another guy that was pegged to go to Canada that pro- or to the Olympics that probably wants to go. And if you have if you have someone like Crosby that would stand up, or, or any other players like that, the league's just, they're going to be in shambles. So I, I think there's enough people on the back of Marchand here where where they just can't do anything. All right, let's, uh, let's bring this back to the NHL here, which, I mean, we were talking about the NHL, but we're going to stick away from the Olympics now. <laughs> okay. Because we're not going, it's done, we're sad, you know, it is what it is. Um, Brandon Tanev is out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Holy yep. cow. This really sucks for the Kraken. So much Tough for an inaugural season, hey? For the Kraken. This has been a brutal season for them. I know. And it's not even halfway over yet. But you, you know what, though? This is what your inaugural season is supposed to be. Is right? it, with the ex- With the exception of the Golden Knights, this is how you expect an expansion team to do in their first year. They're kind of middle to bottom ten. I mean, this is kind of where I wanted to see them. I didn't want to see them come in the league and take it by storm like Vegas did. Yeah. I want to see them competing in games, but not not overly just coming in and winning and taking somebody's playoff spot. 
I want to see this team develop and build through some draft picks and have like a good core and then put some put some high end draft picks in there to help build this team into a contender. I just don't want to see them bottom out for a decade. Yeah. Like I want to like Well, that's extreme. They are literally not even a season into their existence yet. I don't think they're on the verge of bottoming out for the next decade. Yeah, but like what do they have look have to look forward to? They have one prospect. Um have you seen the prospects coming up that haven't been drafted yet? That's yeah. what they have to look forward to. Connor they Bedard. have a legitimate <laughs> chance to get Connor Bedard or Mitchkov or Shane Wright. They have a real chance to get these guys on their roster. Actually, Mitchkov would be a perfect fit for the Kraken. Why? Because they're not going to be ready to compete for a few years. If they can get a player to come in at that time who's NHL ready because he's been lighting it up in the K yeah. and come in like a Kirill Kaprasov, that would be a huge addition for that team. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. I just think that a lot of people a... think about prospects too when they think about Alexi Lafreniere. Like a lot of people called him the next Connor McDavid, and he has been nowhere near that since he came in. I didn't call him that. I didn't say you did. I said a lot of people did. Those people are stupid. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call it right now. Connor Bedard is the next Sidney Crosby. <laughs> okay. You have me on record saying this. Right. We have you well, on record saying a lot of shit, Tyler. Hey, <laughs> it all comes in, true. In all fairness, Bedard at every level has been the better player uh, when compared to Lafreniere. So and that's McDavid. not. Um, yeah, well, he's been close with McDavid in a lot of uh, a lot of categories. His, so I, I would I would I wouldn't confidently say it, but I would say there's a more realistic chance of that than there ever was with Lafreniere. His uh, Connor Bedard's points per game in the WHL is one point six seven. As a sixteen-year-old, Nick Davids was was around a one as a sixteen-year-old. Connor Bedard is going to be the best we've ever seen. Wow! Well, that's high praise. Yeah, that's again. I'm not going to get that confident with it, but yeah, this kid doesn't look like some joke that's going to come in. He he's going to be the real deal, I think. Well, we shall see. All right, the last bit of news we're going to touch on here before we jump into the inbox is. Uh, the Staples Center is officially called Crypto.com Arena. It's official. Signs are changed. Crypto.com Arena is crypto the future. Is that, is that what we're seeing? Is that what we're seeing here? Crypto is the future. We got the metaverse <laughs> or whatever. We got the crypto.com. Yeah. I I hate this so much. And, and not just because the Staples Center is iconic, but because Crypto.com Arena is such an awful name for a stadium. Do you know what's a lot better? Climate Pledge Arena. Okay, no, that's <laughs> that's something else entirely. That's like, but I don't know. At least that one kind of like, that one's exciting in a certain way. Yeah, you walk in and be like, pledge. oh, cool. The whole thing's powered by solar panels. That's kind of neat, right? Mm-hmm. But th- this is kind of just like, no, it's just a website. It's yeah. just a website. <laughs> I know, and right? the Staples Center kind of took on like its own thing, right? Like it's the Staples Center, you know? I don't know. It's not- well, it's also the biggest, well, the I, I don't know what you'd call a hockey, if that would be like a mid-sized stadium, because it's not a football stadium. I'll say concert venue. Yeah. I'll say it's it's one of the closest concert venues to Hollywood, which as we know is kind of, Right up there with New York is one of the places where people spend their whole careers trying to get discovered, right? It's kind of that place where uh, young singers dream 
of performing in concert and uh just just to have that changed and again changed to a crappy name it's it, i don't know i just i hate that well i mean like they got the lakers the clippers like there's so many big name teams that play out of this arena yeah, the so kings the kings like it's it's huge it's uh it's definitely a huge change and i'm curious to see where this takes the world stuff, you know, and what names we see in the future. If yeah. every arena is going to be named after some crypto website, you're going to see the you're going to see the Erlinson Arena downtown. No, you're not. Oh yeah, <laughs> Twisted yeah, Tyler I'm Arena. For that. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver Canucks are going to be playing at Twisted Tyler Arena. I can't all, wait. Where all we do is sell Twisted Tees. But and every goal is a shotgun. Here's the thing that gets me though, and this this just rubs salt in the wound for me is that it could have been a cool name. They could have called it, like, the Crypto Center. That would have looked so cool. They still could have plastered their name on all the walls and the boards and on the ice surface and everything, but they could have just called it the Crypto Center. That sounds cool. Definitely a missed opportunity. But now here we are with the Crypto.com Arena. Huge whip. Unless there's a coin or something already called the Crypto Center, or there, I know there is just Crypto Coin, so maybe that's why they didn't want to go that route. Yeah, I guess they're kind of associating with with something that's not actually theirs and promoting somebody else's business. You know, that's still stupid. I guess you're right. Nevertheless, it's a big letdown. Well, you want to know what's never a letdown? What's that? Doing a 360 pencil dive, <laughs> 360 pencil <laughs> into the inbox. <laughs> even worse it's just a spin <laughs> it's just a spin no, but like round and around well, yeah i guess oh right because a pencil dive is still feet first i was thinking yeah. like going in like you look like the end of a drill bit <laughs> spinning upside down it's one spin. completely vertical all right now you're onto something completely different oh. man yeah no sorry i had the wrong kind of dive i'm sorry i messed that one up it's that's why good. i don't judge good. diving 360 pencil dive <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what to say. And those are the first two words that came to my mind, right? Yeah, well, that sounds about right. So, Excellent. Most of your takes, isn't it? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Just say what's there and then we go with it. All right. What's the first question right. in the inbox? The first question we have is a listener asks, what is the worst Christmas present you got this year? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Any of uh, you dare to answer this? <laughs> yeah, it's tough because I, I really trying to filter out like, okay, who's actually going to listen to this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, your gift sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for the socks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no. she'll, she'll take that literally, too. She would take that to heart. So You guys ever gotten, anyway. you guys ever gotten like Christmas cookies as a present? And then you try them and you're like, oh, these are rancid. But then you have to be like, oh, yeah, these are great. Are you then. trying to say your grandma can't cook? No, my grandma's a phenomenal baker. She makes amazing Christmas cookies. But there may or may not have been someone else who gave me some Christmas cookies. And I was like, yeesh, these are not, these are not, these are not it. <laughs> I, I was honestly going to say pretty much the same thing that my grandma gives us Christmas cookies every year, but they are just divine. They are phenomenal <laughs> cookies. Yeah. That would be uh, mine, though. Is I got some pretty, some pretty weak Christmas cookies this year as a gift. Uh, that'd be mine. What about you? I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route with this, and I'm gonna say I may have given the worst gift this year. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. Um, no. So we did a little gift exchange with um, my brothers and sisters, and we we wanted to do this thing where we all got something thoughtful or something we made for each other. 
Oh no, you made something. <laughs> you, you so made, I, I, the only thing I've them. ever seen you make is a an armor suit made out of twisted tea boxes. <laughs> so, so I, yes, I made them all necklaces made out of macaroni and penne noodles. <laughs> no, you didn't. Fuck? Absolutely. I, I yes, Dude. okay. I bought them all gifts as well. All right, like I bought them nice stuff, but I made them these necklaces, and they loved them. And my older sister was so drunk, she decided she was going to eat hers. Oh, <laughs> Like, I even wrote their names on them in Sharpie, and she was just mowing on it. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, that was probably a pretty terrible gift. Oh, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have been too upset if you got that for me. <laughs> I know you're getting next year. <laughs> Actually, those took forever to make. Yeah, like, I bet. Like, hours, because I'm just like, noodle, noodle, <laughs> noodle. <laughs> I'm sure they really appreciated it, oh, yeah. and your sister the, had a nice meal out of it. The time and the <laughs> effort that it took. I I guess I would say I didn't really get a bad present. What it really came down to was like my biggest Christmas disappointment is like, you know, when you um you ask for a bunch of things for Christmas, but then you probably ask for more things than there are like people around you, so you don't really know what you're gonna get and what you're not. Okay. So then on Christmas Day, you always end up with this new list of things that you've been thinking of that you wanted. And then there's some things on that list that people didn't get for you. Mm -hmm. So you end up sitting there on Christmas and really as happy as you are that you got all this stuff at the end of the day, you're kind of just going, well, guess I'm going to go on Amazon now and buy all the things I didn't get. <laughs> so that's, that's no. where the Christmas money from the grandparents come in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. That's man. What, what a trope that is too. <laughs> the grandparents, just cookies and money. That's just, <laughs> that's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mint. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else is fucking mint? What's that? What's craft that? singles. Ew, nasty. Dude. What? No, what trust me. Fuck? Trust me. Mint flavored no. craft no, 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 singles. No, no, no. Just craft singles, not mint flavored. <laughs> oh. I said mint. Okay. Well, even regular craft singles. No. When you like I when you're camping and you've been drinking and you make these burgers that I made that were so good, you just throw some craft singles on there. No. Nobody no, knew you just ruin it. No, dude, yeah. so good. Everyone everyone loved it. No, like I, I, I I'll be me. honest. As a kid, I used to love craft singles, like even just grilled cheese sandwiches. Loved it. When you're camping, but, you don't get a goddamn choice, all right? I don't know. At craft some singles point, can I, stay good the entire camping trip. Yeah, because they're even not being in the food. cooler. <laughs> yeah, they can survive nuclear war. <laughs> exactly. They could protect you from nuclear war. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. What's the next question in the inbox? Okay, the next question we have in the inbox here is instead of canceling the World Juniors, do you think they should have postponed it? Uh, um, yeah, I actually think they should have. I think they should have postponed it till the summer. That way, you know, the, everyone knows COVID restrictions are usually a bit uh, looser in the summer. I think we should have played this in, you know, late July. They could have had, you know, pack the stands full of people and uh, just kind of, you know, shift it up a little bit. Let people play, let the kids still have their experience and then, you know, pick it up next year and hopefully things will be better. Yeah, I, I'd, on, I'd agree with that. And honestly, I would say I bet there's even something in the works. I bet they will try to reschedule games. They just can't announce anything yet because this was all so last minute. It's not like they have a venue or a location or anything. But I would not be surprised at all if sometime after the NHL season ends, we see a scheduled game with the same rosters on it that um, 
come in and sorry, not a scheduled game, but they rescheduled the tournament and uh, get get the games played because th- those kids deserve it, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. That's that's the route I would want want things to go. So we can hope for the best, and uh, hopefully we see some uh, some summer hockey again, again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way things have to operate in COVID. Like it's mental to me that the only major or professional sport league that that uh, plays in you know July and August is MLB. You know why don't they all do that? Because that's when COVID's at its weakest, I guess. You know, December, January, these are the months where it always ends up ramping up. So well, especially around the holidays and stuff too. Yeah. So let's, you know, reschedule to the summer, you know, and even the NHL season, you know, they can always shift things up so that we can watch more games and they can take a break between December and January every year. We'll do this for a couple of years until things get all the way back to normal and then we'll be fine. We can go back to normal schedules. Yeah, again, that, that stuff I think will that will definitely get looked at, but in all fairness, this really still is only our second go around the calendar year dealing with this stuff so it's hard to have predicted trends already but um yeah i i could see them definitely working with something like that in the future seeing how the seasons are going right now all right the uh the last question for this week that we're going to touch on is more directed towards jake directed towards me yep our uh i'm a little nervous here (laughs) yeah our listener asks jake how do you feel that Nashville streak has ended. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it's... To the likes of Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this streak wouldn't be over if UC Soros was two inches taller. <laughs> oh my god we're still doing this unironically? <laughs> no, you... on, okay, honestly this goal, if UC Soros was two inches taller, he would have saved it. This is why I keep saying this. It's not unironic. It's, it's just a fact. If he was taller, oh. he would be so much better. But There's guess so what? many goals going that he just barely misses, and He's it drives not. me crazy. <laughs> I know. It's a good thing Yaroslav Askarov is a lot taller. Yeah, but he kind of yeah, looks like Yeah, that doesn't Swiss seem to be helping him out very much. <laughs> well, he plays on the Team Russia, right? Team Russia Team Russia's never as good as everyone thinks they're going to be. No, but the goals that were scored, it was tough to blame the defense, man. <laughs> like Some of those goals yeah. were weak. Well, maybe if he learned to hold his stick in the robber hand he would save more shots but <laughs> actually i noticed there was a lot of goalies in this tournament yeah. that were that were the the, the wrong hand the yeah, wrong handed yeah it's weird right there was at least four or five goalies yeah. starting goaltenders in this tournament yeah. austria's starting goalie yeah yeah played played with the opposite hand wait so when you when you guys are saying left hand and you're talking about a goalie i just want to clarify a locker hand you- in the left hand so wait, so most goalies hold the stick in a left-handed no, manner? They no, hold no. they hold it with their right hand. They hold their stick with their right hand. They have their glove on their left hand. R- right, yes. So that's what I mean. The stick is being held as if it would be yes. a left-handed player. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, because that's funny because I'm a left shot, but that's also how I would be most comfortable playing goalie. See, and I'm I'm a right shot, but I play goalie as if I'm holding it. At, at the same same with you, like as I'm holding it as a lefty. But oh, wait! Weird. So you guys both catch left? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I catch left as well. I play left, catch left. I play right, yeah. but I catch left. Yeah, that's weird. I actually used to get bugged uh, when we'd play baseball in gym class because I like to do everything with my left. So for a solid, the first few times we played baseball, I would catch the ball in my glove in my left hand, put the ball in my right hand, throw the glove off 
transfer the ball back to my left hand and then throw it. And guys were getting infuriated because I had a decent arm and pretty good aim, but it took so long to get everything organized that by the time I threw it anywhere, the, everyone was safe. <laughs> you should you should just be the pitcher. Yeah, no, you should have just drop kicked the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh boys. Anyway. Now that's enough about what hand I use. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the time, <laughs> I think it's time for, for Tyler's, Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. Florida man. <laughs> Once <laughs> this ran right just, into it. Just for the record, this is actually why I wanted you to get Florida stuff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know what? No. I'm just I'm just, I'm moving to Florida so I can get a first hand look on these stories. Yeah, yeah Tyler Surprise headlines are gonna be video recorded now. He's gonna be there when yeah. they happen. I'm going to be interviewing the people after they do the stupid stuff. Yeah. But he's gonna climb the barbed wire fencing to interview the guy who got stuck in it. <laughs> See, well, for, for this one, I can't really say this is like a Florida man story, like in the past, where it's like his fault or anything. This is just an unlucky man from Florida. Oh, this is Florida victim. This is Florida. Florida this victim. is Florida victim. <laughs> okay. Florida man once bitten by alligator is chomped by eight foot shark while on vacation. Oh no! Jesus! <laughs> Wait, did he die? No, no, no. no. He, he's oh, fine. Okay, that's good. He's fine. I would, I wouldn't have put the story in if if he had passed away. But no, he is, he is perfectly fine. He's perfectly wow. healthy. He's recovered. Um, but what unluckiness! Like, yeah, he's bitten by an alligator. Goes on vacation. Boom, shark. <laughs> yeah, this guy needs to start vacationing in like Arizona yeah. or something. Like a <laughs> yeah. landlocked place with not a lot of South water. South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's rough. Getting bitten by two large, dangerous predators. That's uh that's some bad luck right there. See, I think his biggest problem though is he's from Florida, yet he vacationed in Florida. It's like it's like bro. If there are gonna, sharks in Florida too. If you're gonna go, you didn't the, know that. It's right on the ocean. I know, but like, I don't know. I wasn't exp- like we we're right on the ocean in Vancouver. We have sharks. Do we Th- think about where Florida is? It's almost like right in the Caribbean, yeah, right? Like it's just yeah. north of there. We, like, we have sharks like, here. Yeah, but I thought you had to go like pretty far out to get to shark territory. Well, no, you could literally walk no. like right out there, and there could be a shark. They tend yeah. to stay away from the land. Yeah. As proven by Florida man, you can just they're everywhere. But <laughs> yeah, bit on your left foot by an alligator and bit on your right by a shark. <laughs> Same time, you wear them as shoes. <laughs> <laughs> alligator skin shoe, <laughs> shark fin shoe. Uh, which which one do you think would cost more? Yeah, both free. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for resale value. Come on, resale value. Probably the alligator skin, just because I think it'd be more like durable day in day out. The shark skin, I feel like, is kind of you know kind of rubbery, kind of slimy. Might pick up like dirt and stuff. I don't know. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I can't say I'd want to be bitten in the feet by either. So yeah, it's a pretty safe <laughs> bet to make. <laughs> yeah, if I had the option, take their timer. If I had the option, you know, I well maybe if you would have just put on some water shoes, it might not happen, right? <laughs> okay. Actually, funny story. My sister, when we went to Hawaii, we were in the ocean, and mm-hmm. she stepped on a sea urchin. Oh, that's the Ooh. worst. Yeah, and she got so many needles up in her foot, and yeah. then it shot the ink, so you couldn't see them. 
Oh, damn. So we ended up spending three days in the hospital of yeah. the doctors just picking these needles out and soaking her foot and stuff. It was it was hilarious. But What? Uh, you found that funny? Well, no, no. This is the hilarious <laughs> part. What, when it first happened, like all the surfers and, and stuff that were there were like, oh, here's here's a trick that we, we do. Um, so they grabbed some white Wonder Bread, soaked it in vinegar, and then saran wrapped it around her foot. Because they're like, oh, yeah, it draws out the needles. Okay. So we showed up to the hospital, and they're like, what the hell is on your foot? <laughs> you made a foot sandwich? Yeah, they're like, this is this is not a good idea. But, yeah. but uh, and then they, everyone started calling her breadfoot or whatever. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but, wow. uh, yeah, she, uh, let's, she hates the ocean now. So yeah, I bet. scarred for life. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I, I mean, when I, I was... I wear water shoes. Yeah, I uh, I was living in Africa for a little while, and a friend of mine was in the ocean, and she stepped on a sea urchin too. Only we were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like Ooh. hospitals didn't exist where we were, and so we went back in from from the water, and she went and she was sitting on the shoreline, and one of these guys who was like watching us, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I know how to handle sea urchin stings, no problem." And he goes, "I just need a young papaya." <laughs> so we had to get like a small papaya and then he found a razor blade and cut them out of her foot and it was the most uncomfortable situation ever what was the papaya for she, he, he was like needed some fruit to eat <laughs> while he was yeah, needles out. but not an old papaya he needed to eat no, a young yeah, no. <laughs> yeah virgin papaya no it, oh my <laughs> no he just i think he used it for a similar reason as the vinegar as he thought it would draw the needles out but it definitely okay. didn't because he just did a hack job on her foot Hey, he got the needles right? out, but Jesus, it looked so painful. Honestly, if you just cut the foot right off, problem solved, right? <laughs> yeah, no more needles. <laughs> I oh, fixed man. It. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's all for us today. We just want to thank everyone for, for listening. And uh, just a reminder that if you do want to get a hold of us for serious inquiries or just to talk, uh, our email is vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. On social media, on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, we are Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Vancouver Boys underscore. Why is that, Marcus? Because Vancouver Boys Podcast is too long of a Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> so with that being said, from Vancouver Boys Studios, we are out. Yes, we are. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And Happy New Year!